Welcome back to Scouring the Depths, the show where we delve deep into the dark, endless, hopeless, scary, scary chasm known as heavy music. My name is Joseph. And I'm Nathan. We're your hosts, and we welcome you to Chapter 3 of Post Metal Essentials. Um, yeah, the we're cro- we've crossed the halfway point. Yeah, and I I think you bringing up hopeless mm-hmm. is a is a apt um, description of what's been going on so far. Yeah, just with I mean maybe not so much on the not on all fronts, but it definitely feels like I mean if you if you're if you've been listening so far and you understand more about post metal, it, it definitely is a long journey. And uh, anyway, hopelessness is definitely a part a big part of kind of this. Or yeah. Just, I don't know, maybe an adjacent feeling. Heavy emotions. Mm -hmm. It's very uh, deep. It's a deeply felt post genre uh, in metal. And uh, yeah, it's been very interesting to, to, to get a little deeper into it as we've gone along. Um, Last week, of course, we've covered two bands that are among the, the very best uh, producing Post metal in this day and age, Cult of Luna and the Ocean. Um, and this week, we are talking about another one of the uh, the acts that you could probably consider to be up there as well mm-hmm. in Amon Ra. Um, also, we'll be talking about uh, "We Lost the Sea" departure songs, which is an album that I know is very near and dear to you. A band that is near and dear to you. Mm-hmm. You had. Uh, <clears throat> what was the what was the other album that was on your 2012 list that you can um the one that came out right before it is Mm -hmm. what what we're saying um yeah uh yeah uh the quietest place on earth Mm -hmm. um which is the album the last album to have their their vocalists um who committed suicide um between like oh well obviously after that album came out actually i think it happened right around the time it was released i can't recall but regardless this this upcoming album we're going to talk about kind of it it kind of encompasses that loss and we'll we'll talk more about it later yeah yeah okay so very interesting pairing today um right yeah so of course right off the top if you're listening to this here program and, and uh you're not following us on our social media platforms and um well i reckon it's best that be changing yeah i don't i want to see you uh come around these parts no more if you're uh not following us there mm-hmm. uh you can reach us over at scouring pod on instagram and on twitter um just to see what new music that we're into every week uh we post which album uh what new release is our favorites of every week, which has been very fun. We also, um, you know, post, I post a uh, record collection updates on there every once in a while. Uh, and of course you'll be in the know whenever a new episode drops. So yeah, it's a good place to get in touch with us and keep up to date with whatever we're doing. So yeah, at scouring pod. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of fun interactions we've had so far with people too. It's it's been it's been car- kind of crazy because we we just started this not that long ago, 
um, kind yeah. of in the fall of 2022. Yeah. And um, just the the amount of uh, attention that has been kind of coming uh, from it has been really fun. Like just from bands and then also just from fans, people who are listening in and people who are fans of the genre. So we appreciate you. Yeah. And uh, you know, we've been having a great time doing this. That's the whole point of why we even started in the first place was just because, you know, we wanted to talk about music more and we wanted to share that with, with, with all y'all and uh it's been a lot of fun so we thank you very much for giving us the time yeah so cheers to that yeah um or as they say in the furniture business chairs okay i just ruined the moment with a Mm -hmm. pun Mm -hmm. so i hope everyone liked that you can use it if you want um you know you don't have to but you know if you're you know you're a dad or you aspire to be something like it you might want to use that later that one wouldn't even make the cut for Ellie's joke book on The Last of Us. Um, those jokes are a higher class than mine. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Yeah. Good stuff. Good show. Go watch it. Also, this is not a promotion. It's just some... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're... There's just, just fans. We're in close <laughs> collaboration with HBO on this week's episode. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much. We're, we're uh, accepting <laughs> donations and sponsorships. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Um, we sold out. We sold out. So we're going to be talking about song. we're going to be talking about uh, Metallica's Black Album. Oh yeah, I'm kidding. I mean, <laughs> you never <laughs> maybe one never day. say never. <clears throat> we'll see. Anyway, post metal, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On to the subject of tonight's episode. First things first, Amon Ra and their second album, Mass Four. Mm-hmm. So where did you first hear of this band, if you can recall? Well, weirdly, I don't have much of a history with this band, which is kind of crazy because I do remember coming across this band in kind of my early post-metal days, mm-hmm. but hadn't. Re- I guess it didn't really, like the bug didn't catch me per se. And it's still kind of up in the air because, I mean, I've liked everything I've heard from them. It's just not something yeah. that I go to very often. But I want to say that it was actually the album after this, Mass 5, that mm-hmm. um, was the album cover that I recall yeah. like looking at and you know listening to maybe a couple spins. But I think the 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 album that really put me on and they're on their radar was the one called Mass Six, yeah, which is the I I would argue that's probably their biggest album. Like yeah, it's it's the one that put them more on the map for a lot of people who weren't maybe paying attention to them. Yeah, before. that's. That's the first one that I uh, got wind of them was through that record and when that came out. Um, and I thought at that time they were like a kind of new and up and coming band, which is very silly to me because <laughs> obviously their albums are named in succession and that one's obviously six. So I don't yeah. know why I thought that. But then I realized that they'd been around for quite a long time before then. Since the late 90s. Yeah. Of all of all things, which is wild. Yeah, it's really interesting. And we didn't mention, but these guys are from Belgium, too, yeah. um, which is dope. Uh, there's only a few Belgian bands that I know. Aborted is one. Um, Amin Raz and the other, pretty much the ones that I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah. Unless, um, where's, maybe I'm completely wrong on this and people call me out on this, but where's Oathbreaker from? I think they are from Belgium. Let's double check that real quick. Yeah. Well, uh, well, I'll entertain you while Joey's looking this up. 
So, um, yeah, Amon Ra um, has been definitely something that uh, I, I've been thinking about for quite some time to, um, you know, dive deeper into. And so going into Mass 4 was definitely something that I was really looking forward to on this. So yeah. you figure it out. Yeah, Oathbreaker are, in fact, <clears throat> from Belgium as well. Yes. So I think that probably means <clears throat> that another black metal band, uh, Vigadud, is also from there because uh, members of Oathbreaker are in that band as well. So there's a good little crop of, of metal bands from yeah, there. Yeah, I like all those bands. Yeah. So... Um, and it, it's interesting to kind of mention Oathbreaker because that's another band that's like very intensely emotional in the mm-hmm. same way that, that, uh, Amon Ra is. When, what about yourself with Amon Ra? Was it, you said it was mass six and yeah, uh, when this happened. So have you been like exposed to them much else besides this? And obviously the album we're about to talk to today. Um, well, I hadn't really heard much beyond that record i hadn't like i didn't really go back and listen to the earlier stuff from that point but they did release de in 2021 which is probably one of my favorite albums of that year mm-hmm. it's great. really great uh yeah i think that one really uh shows them expanding their sound in ways uh that are super interesting and really you know just delivering on that like really emotional uh, and atmospheric kind of sludge sound that they've developed. Yeah. I think it's interesting that like, obviously the one we're talking about today is their second album. Yeah. If you notice, we're talking about mass four. Um, the first two masses are EPs. Okay. Um, and uh, they've actually put out a, a few EPs before they even consider putting out their first album, mass three, which is kind of cool. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's nice to see, um, kind of these, these types of like, it's almost like Baroness does with their colors. It's almost like they have like these themes that they're like, that uh, almost like are through lines, obviously with the Dorn, which is what you were talking about earlier. That mm-hmm. might be the break yeah, from this. It's the first, <clears throat> uh, the first, you know, collection of songs that deviates from being, titled mass uh yeah so i'm excited to see kind of what what they do next yeah um, so but today we're talking about 2008's mass four right right so um tell me about your kind of first listening experience with this one well this album you know obviously it's going to be a little bit more on the raw side just because it's you know earlier and it's just their second full length but Compared to you know their later material, it definitely felt like it was a lot heavier. Um, that definitely stood out to me. It had a bit more of like, it felt like it like they would share the stage with like hardcore bands, mm-hmm. just because of that, just like really raw intensity, which you know they still are intense, uh, but just in a this way on this record, it feels just a lot more. Um, don't know what the word is but yeah just has that like really raw like kind of gut punch yeah it i was surprised because from what i recall from listening to amon ra there were definitely maybe more more moments of um a downtime if that makes sense i feel like they're 
I, I, I for, the, for the life of me, couldn't remember that they had such intense moments. Um, yeah. That, you know, would would be reminiscent, I guess, to like a neurosis of sorts, but like with like that hardcore tinge that you were talking about. That yeah. Definitely has the those elements that um, make it pretty unique to like their sound. Mm-hmm. But I, I love how jarring a lot of these tracks are. Like it doesn't nece- necessarily flow super well, but it, it yeah, also there's some like abrupt kind of stops. And... Yeah, but it it also all makes sense though. In the same time, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like it just it it connects really really well. And I think that was um, a really cool thing that I noticed that was a little bit different from a lot of the albums we've talked about with like flow because yeah. post metal. You know, like I had mentioned in previous episodes, it's it's something that flows a lot, mm-hmm. and so it's it's supposed to be something that you're you're sitting you're sitting there with like hopefully one sitting if yeah. you have time to listen to this stuff. It's meant to be digested <clears throat> all as one one cohesive uh, piece, right? So, but um, yeah, no, it was a it was a it was a fun listen to. I, I listened to it a couple times to prepare for today, mm-hmm. and um, I there's definitely a lot of moments in this album that like really stood out to me yeah so yeah there's definitely some songs on here that i would say are among the band's best uh that they've done and um i was kind of curious about you know they're the band obviously they're not they're not they don't really identify as like a christian band or anything like that so i thought it was interesting why you know they associate their 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 works with you know like a religious gathering like a mass mm-hmm. and so i kind of looked into it here and um the vocalist has said um acknowledging that the present that their music is meant to sort of carry like this presence and weight of spirituality and religion um he says we have one story to tell and it is always the same I always write about life's pain. I always use personal experiences as a reference to relate as truthfully and as honestly possible from the heart. I try to bend the darkness into the light. From the beginning, our intention with the mass albums was to devise a platform for self-reflection, to set a base for introspection, that moment when you're on your knees and you ask questions that don't have answers. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's... I mean, I it's really powerful mm-hmm. just just thinking about um just like obviously knowing a little bit more context that's i think that's the the big thing about <clears throat> this entire podcast but in particular these 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 last few episodes that i really i really appreciate is that you know post metal in, in general is definitely the the thinker of, yeah. the, of the things like you're you're supposed to be in in a in in moments and where you're like, you know, I, at the top of the show, we talked about hopelessness. Yeah. Talking about that, that element of getting lost in yourself, but also like in a space that is seemingly really difficult to get out of. Yeah. But weirdly enough, this is like cathartic in that process. Mm-hmm. If, if you are like thinking about these things, then listening to this, like you can kind of get lost in, in the music and it kind of helps in a weird soothing way. At least that's how I sense it. Yeah. I don't know about you, but yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, for sure. I, uh, I think it's really interesting how 
when you look at the band's music um, contextualized through that quote, I think it says a lot about the style uh, or the genre of post-metal a lot in a way. Because, spiritual. Yeah, yeah. And like sort of the balancing between like spirituality and this like, you know, the the weighted feeling of like begging for answers uh, through pain and trying to find hope uh, when when dealing with like this very heavy hopelessness um i think uh that that lens i guess i think that really makes a lot of sense when you look at post metal because i mean we talk a lot about how uh, in the previous couple episodes about you know the idea of these songs and these records uh calibrated to demonstrate like those heavy emotions and like that weight. Uh, and yeah. Yeah. It, it is interesting. Like not to, I mean, I've, I've mentioned it before, but to borrow more from the cinematic world, it definitely feels very transcendental. Mm-hmm. Like it, it would be if that, if you've seen a transcendental film, it feels very similar and reminiscent to something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I mentioned Metropolis with the ocean the other day, and um, that's not necessarily one of those thinkers. <laughs> it's a big sci-fi epic, um, right? Yeah, but it definitely has some some moments where you know it, you're going through this this insane world, and um, <clears throat> that's exactly what this these 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 albums are. There, there's these you know these these different worlds that you're exploring. And a lot of them can be applicable to yourself. And so that's what I'm getting at with the, the transformative nature of it all. But mm-hmm. like you were saying, it kind of calibrates to that. I yeah. think that, I think that's really helpful. So, um, but is there any, I know we were mentioning a little earlier, is there any tracks on here that like really stand out to you? Cause like I can think of a couple in my head that I'm just like, can't get enough of. So yeah. Yeah. Um, the the third track day, do knocker, yeah it, that's that's the one for me as well. That that album that song like it's like a ten minute song right? It, yeah. It's just I don't know it's just all all over the place. I also love the album track titles because they're all in like different languages. Right. Um, I think English, German, and French. There might be extras in there, but that's yeah. what it looks like to me. Um, man, it's just yeah that third track. Mm-hmm. It just it unleashes a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, I also like how uh, the track "Razor Eater." That's the other like, one. That's the other one I had. That's how that one has a really like good build that kind of propulses through like the first half of the song before finally giving way, which is definitely you know sort of a trope. Sounds like a too negative of a word to use, but uh, it's an aspect of post metal. Uh, is having those like long builds in 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 songs, so I feel like yeah that that suits it for sure. Right, it's well worth it's well worth the wait of um, you know going through that entire like I mean that's the thing that like also just like you can think of there's some adjacent genres in this in this space that utilize this kind of stuff, but 
that's one of the things that I just absolutely adore about this genre is the fact that like it's it's incredibly difficult to recommend this to most people. Yeah. And when I say that, I mean like, you know, like you, you expect most people to listen to normal, normally like a verse, chorus, verse, chorus, four, four kind of typical song that has repeating patterns and stuff. And mm. repetition is, is huge in post metal. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's constant. It's like, it's repetitious. And then like it slowly builds on, on top of each other. But like, it's really hard, especially in this day and age to like take time out of your day to like commit yourself to mm-hmm. something like this, which, which is another reason why I find this stuff so special. Yeah. For me, it's, it's like a deconstruction <clears throat> of what you would expect from a conventional song structure, you know, and how it pads things out and has repetition and has these sort of like long builds and like grand sweeping epics and all of that. Yeah. And yeah, it's a. Uh, whenever you listen to albums like these, it's yeah, it's like you're you know getting ready to have an experience, which you know, which you obviously have to be in the right mood for and the right mindset for, or else you know you might just be wondering when, quote unquote, something's gonna happen. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But luckily, you know, hopefully for the people who are listening, if you have listened to this stuff before you you understand kind of what that mindset is but then if you're if you're also listening to this and you've never heard that kind of sound there are definitely moments where like it's weird like i I feel like this genre is one that like my patience i'm normally like as years and years go on and i'm just more on like my phone and you know we're definitely more of a speedy culture of just trying to like what's next what's next this is yeah. one of those things that like i consistently like when i'm uh, am experiencing it i actually kind of slow down and i i'm i'm happy to say about that i mean it's like th- it's this and black coffee for me <laughs> are the two <laughs> things that like i take my time with yeah because other than that like i mean this guy's seen me eat food he knows how fast i can eat like <laughs> i just i just want to move on to the next thing that's yeah. just my mentality. So it's, it's, it is such a special thing to like experience things like this to really kind of just, they force you to force you to just kind of stop and take it in little by little. Right. Yeah. So anyway, side tangent on the Amon Ra stuff, but Mm -hmm. um, yeah, this, this is a great album. This is, I I love the hardcore tinge to it. Yeah. Um, I think this would be a perfect album to start with. If you know, you, like hardcore crust punk yeah if you like crust and you're not really so sure about like if you'd really be into post metal i think this is a good one to to kind of start with because it's a natural merging uh of that style with you know what you'd expect out of post metal and like this is also like a style that kind of going back to the cinematic thing that you were discuss that we've talked about before um if this is definitely the kind of met of heavy music i would show to someone that is like really into like film scores mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> or just instrumental music at all because of this again just feels like a natural lead in to that sort of thing and i think that 
having that attitude kind of makes the heavier parts or less accessible parts easier to 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 take digest, in digest yeah. yeah take in for yeah. sure it definitely it's definitely easier to sell this to somebody who's not super into metal as a genre mm-hmm. so um yeah it's a nice build ups in fact i mean that that whole conversation will lead into what our next album is too so right well i i'll go ahead and leave it at this um it was hard to really determine an album to talk about with this band just because you know all of their work from since the beginning is is worthy of Mm -hmm. and just the band as a whole uh felt like it needed to be mentioned here just for how strong that they've been for longer than one might expect but you know they're still kind of carrying the torch and showing how far this genre can go and how emotional and how uh, devastating it can be so yeah they're one of the most important post-metal bands going right now yeah i i could uh couldn't agree more so um great band and i'm honestly excited to check out earlier stuff and then also like just their full discography yeah. more you know and to pay attention to it more mm-hmm. that's what this that's what this episode's been getting me hyped for so yeah all right you ready to get sad sadder (laughs) that's for sure yeah um so uh what uh what are we gonna be talking about next all right part two of this discussion we're gonna be heading over to australia to australia to um a band called lost the sea (laughs) Yes, we lost to see their album Departure Songs uh, from 2015. And kind of what you were talking about earlier um, about the loss of their vocalists really making a pretty significant impact on how this band would go on uh, in their later career. Yeah, um, it's interesting because... um, when I first discovered this band, I remember not really, I I remember hearing that this band was writing music. Yeah. This is between the albums, right? Departure songs and quietest place on earth. And when that news broke, people were saying like, how are they going to do this without a vocalist? And then I kind of got curious. And then that's how I kind of discovered the previous album. Yeah. And I listened to it. And I was like, wow, this is incredible because I was a fan of, of Isis, Cult of Luna, and like um, Fall of Afrafa, which another band we'll talk about more uh, later. Um, but that kind of music really just stuck with me. I'm like, I can just feel the emotion coming through <clears throat> the vocals and like the instrumentation. And when I heard that the vocalist had you know, past and um, they were writing this in a very thematic way. I was really, really excited about this, this album. Yeah. In fact, I remember exactly where I was and what I was doing when this dropped, when I first listened to it. And this is the only album I've ever done this to. And I'm sure a lot of people probably do this often. Um, But I, I normally don't listen to albums through my like big, nice headphones. Um, which I know is probably the best way to do it. Um, I, and I know I just, I'm just not very patient, 
but I remember I was in a studio apartment with um, my two roommates at the time, and I had really nothing going on, so I just put the these headphones on, I closed my eyes, and I just listened to this album, and and I just it kind of all washed over me, and then I remember after the fact looking into like okay what did i just listen to and then saw that there's five tracks and there's each of these are just divided into different stories and i and we'll get into that more yeah but i just wanted to say i remember exactly where i was when i when i listened to this and how i remember the impact it had on me yeah and so, those those memories are very important yeah to how we develop as listeners and as people but tell me more about um, your kind of first. Ex- I mean, did, w- tell me about your first time listening to this record. Um, well, it was in preparation for the episode, so I hadn't listened before. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it uh, it's probably the closest to straight post rock. Yeah, it's, for sure. Yeah, it has. More of a kinship with bands like Godspeed You, Black Emperor, and uh, Explosions in the Sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which you know, I like all of that stuff too. So I found it very nice and pleasant and very enjoyable. Just uh, despite it not being like as you know crushing as some of the other records that we've talked about so far, but. Uh, yeah, just right off the bat from um, the first track, uh, you can just really get a sense of the the emotion and the sort of feeling of loss and uh, sadness permeating through this album, just from that first song. Yeah, a galleon Gal- gentleman. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then from the from that point on, like it still just kind of continues to have that tone and it makes the record, you know, really beautiful, very emotionally draining in a way, not a bad way at all, but yeah, definitely a a record with a lot of passion and a lot of feeling and that leaves the listener feeling that way as well. Yeah. Do you know much about the themes of this album? Well, I have something here. I'll kind of read from, uh, sure. I know him by heart. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. But you're good. Uh, on their Bandcamp page, it just says, uh, Departure Songs is inspired by failed yet epic and honorable journeys or events throughout history where people have done extraordinary things for the greater good of those around them and the progress of the human race itself. This is a celebration and a tribute. Each song has its own story and is a soundtrack to that story. This is our third album and our first instrumental album. We're exploring new ground and exploring ourselves in the past two and a bit years since Chris went on his journey. This is the uh, former vocalist of the band. Um, It's slightly bleak with shimmers of hope and layers of emotion. It's a tribute and a catharsis of emotion and honesty. Yeah, that's yeah, it's it's a it, it is a very weirdly a melancholic record yeah it's definitely tragic but it's inspirational Mm -hmm. like that's i think that's one of the reasons why it just it struck me yeah how much care was put into this like a a obviously a tragic event triggered something in in all these members to create something 
to give back. It, it just feels like it's it's giving back to the world. Yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I thought those <clears throat> is pretty moving. Um and interesting that you know it makes you feel both like the kind of uh hope and uh the sadness of it at the same time which you know i think they executed that extremely well with that being their intent um yeah it just feels like a very fully realized album yeah and it really does it's so it's in around it centers around four particular stories Mm -hmm. like from from real life yeah about um different individuals who more or less sacrifice themselves for other people Mm -hmm. um and i i kind of want to talk briefly about each one Mm -hmm. um the first track like we were talking about a galleon gentleman was about um an antarctica expedition with the captain who um they, they realized that they couldn't move on and um were more or less needing like provisions and so the captain decided like hey like like I, there's not enough provisions for everyone so i'm gonna go ahead and walk walk away that way you guys can have the provisions that's more or less just like a a, a butchered version of that story but more hmm. or less him just giving up himself to sacrificing be like, be like hey himself. you guys need this food more than me and he was the he was a leader of the expedition so that is a very crazy and passionate opening um, yeah well and it leads to um book tree which is hard to say i believe it's russian because it's about the chernobyl um oh. scientists who go in to stop the leak and their sacrifice to do that and well. so of course if that's this is probably the biggest besides the last song the biggest event that most people know they know about chernobyl so yeah. um so these these people sacrificed themselves these three people um to control this radioactive um pool so so uh that was um that was another emotional journey and then it it kind of jumps into the last dive of david shaw mm-hmm which is um about uh, divers um whereas one of the divers got lost and stuck down below in a trench i believe near the marianas trench kind of in that kind of region and you know um david shaw wanted to retrieve the body for the family and so he went down to try to find the body he didn't make it Mm. but he did retrieve the body and they both were able to come up. Obviously he passed away while saving him, but he got his body. So it was a rescue. And then, then this leads to um, the challenger. Yeah. The two part. Epic. Yeah. And there's, I mean, I I won't, I'll jump into like the moments that really just like hit you. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, this is about the, the failed, um, you know, uh, NASA launch where the challenger blew up. Mm -hmm. Uh, this is a little bit before both of our times. Um, yeah, but it's definitely one of the most impactful events that have happened in the last 40 years. Um, in fact, I'm tearing up thinking about it because I I just can't even imagine watching that on TV. Traumatizing for everyone who seen that probably. And, um, 
I don't know how the stylistic choice of utilizing the freaking flight deck audio. Yeah. Yeah, that was that really got me pretty hard. Yeah, I'm that. right now I'm like I'm holding I can't hold back. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting I'm getting emotional thinking about it. So anywho, regardless of this whole thing, it it is a an emotional journey. Um, but like we were kind of saying at the top, it it has a lot of hope. Right. And um but anyway, I, I didn't mean to take over the whole thing. Oh, you're good? No, no, no. It's I uh the only story that I was certain of was, you know, the Challenger story right. there. So it's cool to 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 know the more background on the the other tracks. But uh yeah, I think, you know, each one I think it's a really cool concept. Um each song kind of serving as like a tribute um of these stories that all just kind of have that common theme of sacrifice and uh the will to protect others um and you know the idea of the greater good and like belief in uh you know uh, empathy and morality in the face of like really difficult situations um because that's what heroes are really made of you know that spirit um yeah um Another thing I want to mention is the album artwork, which is in, in, incredible. Um, I don't know if you've seen the entire like spread of the whole thing, mm-hmm. but they oh. they they've like they did all parts of the the album. I don't oh, know okay. if you ever Google this. Anyone who's listening right now, I recommend you can, it. You can go and see the the first track and see what happened. Yeah. Um, where I was talking about the the gallant gentleman leading to Chernobyl going to the deepest depths to save your, to save somebody and rescue them and to the challenger. It's, it's an incredible piece of art. Yeah. It's really cool. And, um, I highly recommend if you're able to get the vinyl record because you can see these like and hold them in your hand because it's, it's definitely one of my most cherished records that I have in my collection. And uh, this actually was my my phone background for a long time. Oh, um, I just yeah. I, nobody can see this right now, but it's the last uh, dive of David Shaw. Yeah, it's, um, yeah. It's a gorgeous piece. And um, anyway, I'm gonna stop talking because I'm getting more emotional. <laughs> <laughs> I know that sounds weird, but like I don't know. Just it's it's hitting me when I'm talking about it. Yeah, I mean, you know, we all have those special special records or special pieces of art that really move us um and yeah it's a it's a good one to to bring up on this mini series to have the excuse to you know bring it up and recommend it to others because like myself i had not, i had not heard it before and uh yeah i was really really uh kind of stunned by it so I was going to say, now that uh, you've heard me and my emotional self, are you going to check it out and kind of look into it a little bit more with knowing the background kind of of things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. I feel, like, I feel like, you know, like we were talking about with the background of Amun-Ra and, and talking just about the background of just all these things we've been talking about, it, it really is important to kind of read up into like the thought process of the people creating this. Yeah, because it it I mean obviously you can conjure up your own 
you know, images when you're listening to post metal. Mm-hmm. But it really does hit you hard. I mean, like, especially with departure songs <laughs> right. on the um, like the gravity of the entire thing. Yeah. Like, like, oh, wow, this is this was crafted like this. Like, holy shit. Yeah, I think thematic content um, in this genre is. I think it's the the genre that places the most importance on that that we've talked paramount to it. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, you know, not to say that uh, other styles of heavy music can't have like similar, you know, themes and uh, emotions behind it. But of what we've discussed on the podcast so far, I think this one definitely feels like it warrants that kind of deeper discussion of those themes because they are they have a bigger role in the creation of of these these albums specifically yeah couldn't agree more um do you have any final thoughts on on this particular record don't believe so but uh yeah it's definitely the heaviest one uh (laughs) lightest right lightest sounding (laughs) by the way anyone who's listening to this i know i we we, (laughs) joey was definitely giving that like post rock it is definitely the most accessible out of everything we've mentioned. Yeah, least uh, least metal, I would say. Least abrasive. Yeah, um, but most abrasive at the same time. Right, right, because right. Because of the of the weight of the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of I know, <laughs> and that kind of ties back into, you know, what we were discussing towards the beginning of the episode: the idea of heavy music that conveys emotional weight. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good. Uh, Good wrap around. Oh, show. All right. Well, uh, what do we got coming up next week? Next week's going to be a big episode for a few reasons, and I'll tell you why. Oh. <laughs> Number one, of course, is going to be our final episode of Post Metal Essentials. We're going to be discussing Pelican, The Fire in Our Throats, Will Back in the Thaw, and Russian Circles Station. That's a band that I absolutely love. I'm excited to talk about how I found out about them um next week also as an end of the mini series we're going to be ranking all eight of these albums to determine which one or ones will be our latest entrant into the scouring the depths hall of fame baby Uh oh i gotta think think i gotta start thinking think think and of course we're going to be announcing our next mini series for the month of march and just to give a tease it is easily the biggest miniseries we've done so far <laughs> and uh, the most ambitious one that we've done so far, probably. It's wild. It's yeah. mad. It's crazy. Yeah. To give you a hint, um, for some people out there, um, the month of March uh, signifies something something special uh, for for all the jocks out there. You might, you might yeah, know. That's a pretty that's a giveaway. Uh, is it? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's a good way because we we know about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, don't know. <laughs> we'll figure it out next week. You'll yeah. It's it's just one week away. It's not a big deal. If you fit, <laughs> if you know what it is, then good for you. Give yourself a round of applause and go fuck yourself. Whoa! I'm kidding. All right. I'm trying to get my emotion out. Okay. <laughs> trying to re- reallocate myself in the world. <laughs> All right. So yeah, next week's going to be a big one. Really excited for that one. And to 
talk about what we've got cooking. Mm-hmm. It's exciting. So I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. But until then, thank you all once again for listening uh, from the bottom of our hearts. It means a lot. And we will see you next time. Bye. Goodbye.